Yes, sir. We back. What up, what up, what up? Uh, welcome to Off the Ball with Wallen Lucas, Lucas and Wallen. Uh, I, I, I don't even know how to start this off, man. Wallen, you doing all right? No, I'm not. I'm hurting. Because I had such high hopes for yesterday's game. Um, uh, it was supposed to be better. The Heat were supposed to come out and make it competitive. Let the Lakers know that it, they would not go out like most predicted. Let them know it was going to be a fight. It didn't go that way. As many of you know, I am an avid Miami Heat fan. Some may say, I like them too much. <laughs> and I say, you're wrong. Mm. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I um, The finals game, obviously, <clears throat> the Miami Heat took an L. Uh, it's pretty, it, actually the final score wasn't as bad as it actually was. Okay. It, it, it could have been worse. Uh, is that, is that fair to say, Lucas? Is that, is that fair to say it could have been worse, right? Hey man, I stopped watching this game halfway through the second quarter. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Miami Heat took a. An L one sixteen to ninety eight uh, to the Lakers, and um, you know it started off good. I mean, I think the beginning of the game was was really good. Looked the the Miami Heat looked like they were firing in all on all firing on all cylinders. We um, we just looked really good uh, defensively. We were moving around. We were in man. We weren't even in zone that much. Uh, we were doubling LeBron uh, when LeBron uh, started to try to get in the post. Well, we were moving the ball around, getting open three sh- three-point shots. We were sinking them, and the Miami, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers were not. They just weren't sinking any shots. And then, I mean, what? We got up by, what, 14, 15? We looked really good. I was like, I'm excited. We were. This is what I was talking about. I knew we could do it. We are playing well. And then KCP. Decided to make some shots. Hit a couple threes in the corner. I think back-to-back. And I think Rondo hit uh, a, a jumper, a mid-range jumper. And I think that cut the lead down to seven. And then they were off to the races uh, after that. We went down by quite a bit. I think the largest lead was like 36. No, it was like 32 points or something like that. So it was pretty bad. Uh, Guron Drogic. He got hurt in the first quarter. Turns out he didn't come back. Turns out it's a planter. He tore his planter fasciata. fasciata. <laughs> his planter something. Fasciata. Something like that. Tore, tore something in his foot. Then ended up having Bam get hurt as well with his shoulder. I think, that was a, I think it was a neck stinger is what they said. Yeah. People, they've been confusing because they say it's. They said that it's a, a wrist, and then they say it's a shoulder, and then now it came out to be a neck strain. So he's he's doubtful. So is Drogic. They're doubtful for game two, but they did not return uh, to the game. Bam Bada Body got out uh, about what week? Uh, about quarter, 
third third quarter. Yeah, he was out third quarter. Butler rolled his ankle twice. I did not think he was pretty bad. It was a complete roll. Um, and he well, not 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 a complete roll, but it was a pretty bad roll. Didn't think he was going to come back in the game. Came back, finished the game out. He was he, he, noticeably he was limping. He did not look good after that. Um, but we didn't sink any shots, man. And uh, it was it was tough to watch. It was really tough to watch. We had no answer. Uh, once those guys hit the shots, which was I thought what the what the game plan was going to be let let those shooters for the Lakers let's see if they can make shots. Let's see and, if Casey and, uh, and they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see if KCP can make shots. Let's see if Danny Green can make shots. Let's see if uh, Kuzma can make shots. They did. Rondo hit a three. That's how bad it got. Listen, if KCP, Rondo, uh, Danny Green, all those guys are hitting all of their shots from three, it's it's chops. Um, you're not going to beat that Lakers team if those guys are hitting. Listen, man, I, it's it's a reality because we, we're going to have to stop LeBron in, in – and AD, and we had no answer for AD at all. I mean, LeBron, I mean, he did what he did, but, I mean, we had absolutely no answer for Anthony Davis. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. I thought Bam would be able to, to stay with him, but, like, when this, the game starts, I think they started, the uh, Lakers started Dwight Howard, so Dwight mm-hmm. Howard was primarily guarded by, by Bam, but that left AD to be guarded by Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder, Bam occasionally. And he's a lot bigger than those guys and more skilled than those guys. I mean, yeah. he, 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 he had, I think he, what, he had 34, finished the game with 34 points. He dominated, absolutely dominated, had nine rebounds. LeBron James had 13 rebounds. LeBron James finished with with 25. It was it was just tough, man. It was it was a tough game all around. Um the basically the entire team <laughs> finished in minuses. <laughs> the entire team finished in the, in the minus, bro. Almost. I think for the exception, exception of Dragic, which he got hurt in the first quarter. But <laughs> He got out while he could. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had some guys come off of the hill and they f- finish in the plus. But even Tyler Hero finished minus a minus thirty five. Yeah, it terrible. It was a bad game, man. Finished with fourteen points though. I mean, not fourteen <laughs> points. Uh, he finished. Yeah, he finished with fourteen points. Yeah. But I would say the one bright spot um, for for the Heat. Jay Crowder looked good when he was making when he got some shots up. He was he was knocking them down. He's four for seven from the three point line. Duncan Robinson actually did not make any threes at all. Did not score at all. <laughs> and then, uh, but the the really really bright spot, Kendrick Nunn looked really good. Kendrick Nunn did look good. He looked really good. Came in eight for eleven, eighteen points. Fourteen points were in the fourth quarter. He looked really good, and we've wanted to see him get get his rhythm. So, you know, he's gonna have to step up now. Yeah, he's definitely gonna have to step up. But I don't know if we have any answers for the length and the and the just in the size of the the L.A. Lakers. They Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, <laughs> Javel McGee didn't even play. Didn't even play. Just. Pure length, 
re- out rebounded. We by every mean, every facet of the game, man. I think like after that run that we went on, the Miami Heat went on. I think it was like a a seventy seven to thirty run, <laughs> seventy seven to thirty run for the remainder of the game. It's insane. It's insane. We looked terrible, but yeah. I think there's there's um. There's only we we can only get better. I don't think we can get worse than that. But with the losses that we have, we probably could. But uh, I, I'm gonna be, stay optimistic. I think that you know we're gonna get a couple wins. But man, I don't know how we. I don't know how the Miami Heat pull off pull this off. They just. I was so shocked to see. I thought Bam was around seven foot, but he's not seven foot. He's listed at seven one. He's not seven one. Bam is a lot smaller than that. Uh, Okay, I take that back. Bam's he's listed at six, six nine. nine. He's listed at six nine. I take that back. He he looks, he looks six nine. <laughs> Bam looks six nine. I was looking at something earlier, and they said it was seven one. I was like, what? And yeah, he 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 looks it. He looks six nine. Actually, I take that back. He doesn't look six nine because Anthony Davis looks way taller than he is. So he might Anthony be. Anthony Davis is listed at six ten. Yeah, exactly. He, I don't know what's going on with those numbers, but I mean, think about it. I mean, LeBron's listed at six nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know how we get, how we get past it, but uh, I don't know. I, do, I, I do think it's interesting to see the Lakers kind of go the complete opposite of what's been the whole small ball trend and start uh, like basically two centers, Anthony Davis. Dwight Howard, and then having LeBron. So your front court going 6'10", 6'10", 6'9", and then Danny Green, uh, KCP, were both 6'6". So just putting a, a massive team out there against the Heat, who are, you know, kind of more the the mod, what's been the modern NBA trend uh, as far as uh, kind of a small ball. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler playing in a quasi power forward type role yeah it's um it is interesting but it it worked to their advantage they just out rebounded them uh being able to contest shots those guys i mean the the guys that you listed they're athletic they're athletic bigs and they match well against miami heat like that's that's the reason why they're able to play that lineup yeah exactly like he's they're they're able to be athletic anthony davis was a point guard uh, a majority of his earlier in his career or earlier in his youth, he was a point guard and he had that crazy eight inch growth spurt and he has still has some of those ball handling skills. He can move his feet. LeBron is LeBron and Dwight Howard is still, you know, he's not the Dwight Howard of the past, but he's physical. He'll hustle. He'll make plays and he'll give you those good minutes. And we don't we don't have a lot of that. We're we're pretty we're pretty small. I didn't realize how small we were uh, until today because we played bigger. When you, when you think about it, when you watch the Miami Heat, I need to stop saying we. I hate when people do that, and I'm doing that now. <laughs> not we. I'm not part of the team. But Miami Heat usually play extremely. They play bigger, and I think what happened with Boston too. Watching that the Boston and the Milwaukee uh, Bucks game, like he like they weren't. They weren't sinking shots. You know, Boston didn't sink any shots, and we just outscored them, basically. But, but Tyler Hero came up a couple times in those games. 
you know, you know, it was somebody different every time and we didn't score enough and the, the Lakers scored a lot, <laughs> which is the, the premise of basketball and sports. But yeah, I don't see how we, I don't see how we overcome this. I, I, hopefully maybe we come out with a little bit better mindset and we don't get swept like most people are anticipating, which I think we will, I think we'll show up and we'll play hard. And I think that, you know, we, we're going to have to be perfect. Jimmy Butler said, said it, but I think that it's true. We're definitely going to have to be perfect. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do tomorrow because I think it's important. I, I think it's really important not to go down 2-0 cause this is the first time we've been down in a series. Yeah, they've been very dominant in this postseason run up to this point. Yeah. We'll catch them boys outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's move to a sport that I enjoy thoroughly. Ice hockey. Jesus. Uh, Well, <clears throat> shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Shout out to the boys down there in Florida. Um, But... I want to get I want to get in the NFL, man. We we need to talk about the NFL real quick. All right, you know I'm I'm down with that. All right, let's do it. So week week three finished off. We did a we we talked about it in our last episode, but uh, that was before the game of all games that week. That was before the Kansas City Chiefs took on the Baltimore Ravens and the epic showdown between the two young starlet quarterbacks. Yeah, past MVPs. Both past MVPs, Patrick Mahomes versus uh, my boy, Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson. And, um, yeah, it was actually kind of a disappointer. I I was disappointed in uh, the the Baltimore Ravens as a whole, not just Lamar's performance, but as a whole, they just didn't look great. (laughs) Like... um, Gave up a lot of, like, their secondary had a lot of mix-ups. A lot of broken coverages. A couple times where the guys were broke out loose. I think Patrick Mahomes missed, I think, an open, or maybe did he drop the pass, an open touchdown. But, yeah, it just didn't look good, man. I I don't remember Kansas City's defense being this dominant, but they contained Lamar uh, really, really well. A, yeah, 15 for 28, 97 uh, passing yards. He, st- he still got it done with his leg with legs with 83 yards, but, you know, had one passing touchdown and that was about it. Um, I don't know what you saw, but ain't look no. good. I think Kansas City did a really good job of getting after Lamar and I mean, forcing him to try to beat him with his arm. And, you know, he's just not there yet in his career. Um, I mean, Lamar is a great quarterback, but he's somebody he plays off. A lot of his passing comes off the threat of his running ability right now. Um, And Kansas City just said, you got to beat us through the air. You're not going to beat us at all. and Couldn't get it done. But yeah, Baltimore just kind of looked discombobulated entirely um, during the course of this game, both on offense and defense. Yeah, I um, I actually look at it a little bit different with Lamar. I don't think that he he couldn't do it in the air. I just think he doesn't have as many weapons as he needs. Uh, I think the one thing that I saw him miss was like there was a deep ball to Hollywood Brown, you know, and he was he was wide open. 
He was he was open, and I think Lamar missed missed them by a football length. Like it was it wasn't that bad of a miss, and so I don't think that he was missing. There was a couple of passes that he threw into the end zone. Mark Andrews dropped a couple in the end zone. Uh, he was hitting guys, uh, and for the most part, I think guys just weren't getting open. Like when you think about when you think about the receiving core for the Ravens, there's nobody that really pops at you. J.K. Dobbins was the leading uh, receiver in that game. He's a running back. So, and he had four targets. He caught all four balls, but Mark Andrews was the next guy who was targeted eight times, but they weren't open. They weren't wide open. None of these guys were, were, were wide open or had any separation at all other than that one time with Hollywood Brown. So I don't think that he needs to consistent. Like, he, they dared him to throw it, and I don't think that's what it was. I think they just they just weren't open. I think they just was, they weren't fighting getting the separation that they needed uh, to let Lamar get the ball to them. But that's how I saw it, but I'm clearly you're seeing it a different way. Yeah. I, I, I think we're just going to have to disagree on that. I think, you know, at some point as a quarterback, your wide receivers, when you're facing a good team, they're not going to have clear separation all the time. And you have to be able to throw them open or fit it into the windows. And you know, Lamar he wasn't consistently getting that done in this game. Okay. Nah, bro. Listen, I don't know if we watched the same game. Okay. <laughs> but from what I saw and what, and what I remembered, it, it didn't, it, it didn't look like guys were not open. It's not no these, Oh, let me throw it, throw you open. All, all over these guys, man. They, they were getting no types of separation. It was like, I, it was unheard of. I've, I haven't seen it before. I'm not unheard of, but it, it, it just didn't look like they got any type of stacking the receiver or putting yourself in a better situation. Yeah, he missed, the, he missed the throw. He missed a couple throws, but. I think that most of the time the receivers just weren't being like they weren't getting any type of separation. Like when people say, well, you got to throw people open and, you know, it's the NFL. They're going to be tight windows. I get that. There was no windows. There was none. And again, I know they rely heavily on Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was getting locked up. Honey Badge was locking that boy up. Everybody was getting locked up. Bracketing uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. That's what I saw. And it, it you can see that by looking at J.K. Dobbins being the leading receiver with four catches and 38 yards. They just weren't they just weren't getting separation. So they were running they were running uh cover cover four, cover three, getting deep, making like go ahead, go underneath. And then they would have man underneath. They were running two man. It, what are you supposed to do? The guys ain't getting separation. That's what I saw. And it sounds like you're saying that he needs to get in the window, and I will not let you slander Lamar like that, like these other <laughs> talking heads do. Because he, hey, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I love Lamar. I'm just saying he needs to continue advancing as a passer, because, listen, that you can't throw the ball nearly 30 times and still come in at a, under a hundred yards as an NFL quarterback. Uh, you've got to be, you just. You've got to make those throws. Even if it's not there, you have to be able to make those throws to help your team. What, what throws? What does that mean? you got to make those throws. What does that mean? Even if there's not separation, you got to be able to force that ball in there sometimes. You can force it in there, but if someone's all over you, 
it's going to be an incomplete incompletion. They're going to break it. But you, gonna sometimes break you got to sometimes you got to take those chances. You can't check it down every single time to your running back. I okay. I hear what you're saying. Now I'm understanding it. You're saying that he's just going to have to give him a shot, get it in there, and just hope for the best, right? Sometimes and, you can't. Yeah, you can't take play the check down game all day. Uh, sometimes you got to take those chances. All right, riddle me this. Mark, trust, trust your wide receivers to make a play. Okay, but riddle me this. Mark Andrews, eight targets, three receptions. Marquise Brown, six targets, two receptions. Miles Boykin. Oh, I, I agree with you. You know, their their wide receiving core is very young and very inexperienced outside of Mark Andrews, who I think is only in his third year maybe as a tight end. But... um. Um, I mean, Marquise Brown, second year, coming off a major injury. Miles Boykin was like a fourth-round draft pick, second year. Devin DuVernay uh, is a rookie. Like, all these guys, talented guys. But they're all kind of like mid-round draft picks and in their first or second year. They're not an experienced group right now. And there's not really kind of an established uh, pro among them either. So I get that, but... Again, I come back. Sometimes you got to give your, those guys a chance to make a play. Jesus, Lucas, he did. He gave them a chance. They didn't make plays. But we're going to move off of that. We're going to talk about the team that dominated. We're going to talk about the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looks great, like always. Lucas wants Lamar to be Patrick Mahomes and throw the ball 42 times, get 31 uh, completions, 385 yards, four t- total touchdowns. That's what he wants. He wants no, to I, see I think Lamar he should that. be. I think he should be thrown for over a hundred yards, though. No, 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 no. Okay, so if you think if you put Lamar with Travis Kelsey, okay, Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Watkins, you don't think that he even uh, the uh, Demarcus Robinson? I like him. If you you think if you give. Lamar, the same guys. You don't think that he's going to look good? You know, th- I think he will. I'm just saying I've watched enough Lions games where they have some fourth string quarterback in there throwing to a bunch of no name wide receivers and the guy can still throw for 200 yards. What no name receivers? Juan. What no name receivers? I've been a fan of the Lions for years. Go ahead. Tell me, dog. Uh, yeah, but you're Bill, Bill Schroeder. Oh man, you going back, back? Ho, 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 chill, 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 chill. Never mind, chill, never mind, never mind. chill, 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 bro, chill. Listen, right I, now the Lions' fourth wide receiver is a guy who played defensive back for all through college in the first three years in the NFL. So, but they also have Galladay. They got Marvin Jones. I know. I'm just saying. I've seen. I've seen some stuff, man, at wide receiver. Yeah, I got you. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I see what you're saying. I still, we're going to disagree. I think that Lamar just needs a little bit more, but I, I hear what you're saying. I'm hearing that you, you, you want him to be able to, you know, put the, put get a strong arm, yeah. fit it in them some windows, give I him think, a I shot. I think he underperformed as a passer in this game, but I agree. He still doesn't have the best supporting cast okay. as far as receivers go. Okay. All right. Cause, cause Patrick Mahomes got him and he looked good. He looked real good. Real, oh yeah. Good. I mean, look, I mean, he guys got, he has Travis Kelsey, 87 yards. Seven targets, six receptions. He got um, Hardman. I, what is it? McColl? Is it McColl Hardman? I don't know how to say his first Yeah, McColl Hardman. Yeah, McColl Hardman, four receptions, six targets. Tyreek Hill, 
six targets, five receptions. Guys, I mean, he's he's giving him a shot. Sammy Watkins, eight targets, seven receptions. He's he's giving him a shot, and they're getting it. You know, it's a high uh, completion percentage there. Um, but, I mean, he's just dominant. The team's dominant. They look good defensively. It surprised me to see how good they looked. Um, I saw the, uh, my boy, man, uh, Jones looked, uh, Chris Jones looked really good a couple of times, made some big plays, sack. I got a couple um, sacks against Lamar, which is, you know, it's weird to see, but Frank Clark got a couple sacks as well. Yeah, Kansas Lamar. City defense, they've, they've still got some guys. They might not be the most solid group, but, yeah, like you said, they've got Chris Jones, uh, Frank Clark, guys you can get after the passer. They still got the Honey Badger back there, yep. uh, roving around the secondary. Yeah, they they look they look good, and I think that their front, uh, their, their line looks really good, and they're still pretty dominant with some of those guys. But seeing the secondary just be able to do what they were able to do was, I mean, Kansas City isn't known for their secondary. Like they just aren't. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, but they looked they looked real good um, playing against the the Ravens, and they just kind of the Ravens kind of just looked flat the entire time, man. They looked yeah. really really flat. They didn't give Lamar that much time to kind of sit back in the pocket, get the ball out. Uh, but listen, <laughs> Lamar should run more. I'm just kidding. They spied him like all man. They're spying him with everyone. It's like it's like one 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 snap. It's the 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 linebacker, the middle linebacker. Second snap, it's Tyron Matthews, and the third snap, it's it's oh, Frank Clark. You're like, wait, what? It's it was interesting, man. Um, but they played well. They played really well enough to win. I think the the score of thirty four and twenty doesn't really tell the full story of what that game actually really looked like. Um, but hey, shout out to Nick Bull for getting his uh, first touchdown of the year. Eric Fisher, the left tackle, too. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice catch. He he looked a little he looked a little linemanish trying to catch yeah. it, but he got it. He got they it. They said uh, there was something. I think Adam Schefter tweeted out that Eric Fisher was the first number one pick to catch a touchdown pass in like twenty years or something. Wow. Wow. Good for him, man. And very rarely those guys get an end zone. It was a good. It was a good play. It was a really, really well uh, run play, uh, and they they ended up cashing in. Did what they did, whatever they wanted. Basically, uh, I was playing against Clyde Edward Hale, and uh, he did enough. Uh, he can't think. Well, he got over a hundred yards, uh, both in the like he got a hundred yards combined, and that was what really screwed me in fantasy. So thank you, Clyde Edwards Halal. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, but yeah, any final thoughts? You good? Yeah, I think I'm good with this game. Um, looking to see Lamar bounce back, see what he can do. Good luck, Lamar. I mean, they don't have a bye week this week, do they? They do not. They do not do that. No, they do. Bye weeks are starting already. No, they don't. They play Washington. That's good. (laughs) They should, they should definitely ball out. Um, all right, man, listen. Let's start going through our NFL Week Four rundown. We're gonna make some. We're gonna make some predictions. We're gonna talk about some some players. See how some of these are gonna plan out. We're gonna start out with today's game, Thursday night game, with the struggling Adam Gase led New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. Is um, I think Jeff Driscoll still is, is. I think he's still gonna get the pass uh, the start here. Yeah, I think, I think he's expected to start uh, over Blake Bortles. 
Oh, poor Blake. Poor Blake. They, I think they just signed last week, so sticking with the, the guy who knows the offense. Yeah. I mean, he looked good um, when he came in, uh, what, two weeks ago? Was that two weeks ago? Was it this week? When he came in for, for Luck, he looked pretty good. He managed the game pretty well, but yeah, bro. Again, as a longtime Lions fan, I watched him start a couple games for the Lions last year. And uh, don't be fooled, man. Driscoll, Driscoll ain't it. <laughs> I, I think you would know as a, as a Florida, the, the Florida Gators, Gators fan. fan. Yeah, I was about to just say that, man. He uh, he has his he has his high, he has his moments. He has his moments, but uh, nah. He but I think they're gonna do enough to to win this game uh, for sure because the Jets are just the Jets. So, oh Lord, is um, I haven't seen. Love, uh, my man's man, uh, man, I can, he's, he's so out of my, my, uh, he's so out of my, uh, <laughs> vocab from here on out. Uh, man, I cannot remember his name. The Jets running back, not Frank Gore. Le'Veon? Le'Veon. Jeez, oh, man. He's hurt. He's, he's done. Yeah. Poor Le'Veon, man. He's hurt, huh? Yeah. It's, it's Frank Gore time man. in New York. I'm like, bro, like this is that's how bad it's been with Le'Veon. I don't even remember his name right now. I remembered him when he played with the with with the guys, with the Steelers. But he has not been he has not like been anywhere near any type of discussion, balling, doing what he did with the Steelers. Someone might say he needed the Steelers, but that's what Adam Gase does to people. As I say, I think that's part of the what happens when you go to the Jets. Yeah. Uh the leading rusher for the for the Jet, uh, for the Jets right now, Frank Gore, man, 144 yards, awesome, bro. That's my guy. <laughs> he's uh he's still balling, but I saw they were talking about if uh, if Sam Darnold to be considered a a bust, and I would like to hear your take on that, Lucas. I mean, as of right now, yes, but I think that's got a lot more to do with him playing for the Jets and for Adam Gase than anything himself. Um, you know, as we saw with Ryan Tannehill getting out of Miami and kind of uh, not reinventing himself, but uh, finding the next stage of his career in Tennessee, I think we'll probably see a, a very similar thing with Sam Darnold, whether that means him leaving the Jets to find another team or hopefully the Jets getting rid of Adam Gase and, uh, getting somebody who knows what they're actually doing in there. But yeah. if that happens, I think it's likely that they're drafting uh, a quarterback uh, pretty early. Ooh. Ooh. So I think most likely it's Sam Darnold uh, going somewhere else. But I, there's moments where you can still – Sam Darnold makes some plays. But at this point, uh, he, he, he's he got happy feet in the pocket. He. What's the line he said? He was hearing ghosts. Yeah, seeing ghosts. Everywhere. Yeah, seeing ghosts. And I think he really needs just a, a fresh start somewhere that the Jets and out of Gase have, have broken him. Yeah. I mean, they're averaging 12 points per game, which is trash. They are allowing 31 points per game. Trash. That's terrible. Listen, that's not a good combination. That is really not a good combination. But when you look at when you look at the Broncos, they're averaging 15 points per game. 
trash, 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 trash. And they're allowing 23 points per game, which I will let them average 23 points allowed per game. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. But the Jets stats are abysmal, man. Total yards per game, 275. It's it's abysmal, man. It's bad. I mean, they're both. Oh man, Ooh, ouch. They're both. Oh, you know what? You know who I just realized is probably starting this game for the Broncos. Who? Uh, Brett Ripien. Well, I don't know who that is. From, he's a rookie QB out of uh, Boise State. You think he's he, actually? He's. Do you think he's starting? He actually. He, I just remember. Remembered. He was the guy who he finished the game uh, last week for the Broncos, and. I mean, he looked decent. He was, I think that really he's nothing more than a game manager, but he managed the game better than Driscoll. Um, a lot of short passes. I thought he looked decent. Mm. Okay. So, so, but obviously we're giving the edge to the Broncos. Obviously. I mean, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, Broncos actually have some talent on that team. Yeah. Uh, are com- uh, competently coached. Yeah. They're, they're going to come out of this with their, their first win of the year, like for sure. There's no way the Jets. I mean, th- think about this. Robbie Anderson left the Jets to go Carolina, and he's been balling, absolutely balling. And it's like the Jets is like the new place where you go to die. Like that's where you go to, for your career to just end, be over, call it a day. It's like every offensive player once he gets out of the Adam Gase system, balls out. Jeez, man, it's terrible. Sam, I feel I feel bad for Sam Darnold, man. I think that uh, it, coupled with a, a better coach and probably some receivers, they would be pretty well off. But both teams are riddled with injuries. Like you said, Le'Veon Bell uh, is out of there. Brashad Perriman, Denzel Mims, like they're all sideline. Then you got with the Broncos, Von Miller, uh, Jarrell Casey, Cortland Sutton, uh, Philip Lindsay. Drew Locke, obviously. Yeah, AJ Boye, like all those guys are 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 done, man. And man, they they're all ridden with it, but the Jets have no shot, man. <laughs> they have no shot whatsoever. Um, None at all. Yeah, they've lost. Oh gosh, man, the the Jets, which I'm okay with, because as a Dolphins fan, I'm okay. We got a couple easy wins uh, for us this season. We'll take it, uh, but. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, we're, we we both are probably taking the Broncos here, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Lock it up. Lock it up. That's we. Hey, this one's a lock, folks. Bet, bet it, bet on it. That's why the the <laughs> the spread is even. <laughs> so, <laughs> good luck. All right. So, you want to move on to your boys? Yeah. All right, man. Go ahead. Take it away. Talk about the boys. <laughs> All right. Lions and the Saints. Um. This is I'm very very torn about this game. Oh wow! Because after last week's win, the Lions do what they always do. They give me hope just in time to rip it away. And really, this has more to do with I just caught a sneak peek of the the Saints injury report, and they were down like their starting both their starting corners, uh, starting defensive end. Uh, <laughs> question of whether uh, Michael Thomas was ready to come back or not. So if if the Saints are healthy, this is uh, no doubt the Saints. And also, I know Alvin Kamara is going to absolutely destroy 
the Lions defense, especially even he doesn't even need to run it, um, especially in the passing game. The Lions linebackers are horrendous in coverage and just really not athletic enough to stick with Kamara or anywhere in his vicinity. But there's just that little bit of hope that, you know, I know Drew Brees doesn't throw the ball deep at all. So I'm not worried about our corners. And I know the Lions, you know, they utilize the run game a lot in order to kind of uh, limit what the Saints offense can do. And without the Saints corners there, I'm thinking Stafford might be able to have some success through the air. So I'm going to I'm going to say Lions. I'm going to I'm going to I'm sure I'm shocking everybody, but I'm going to take the Lions here. Wow. I would never take the Lions to win anything, especially after reeling hurt Saints team. The Saints haven't the Saints have had a tough schedule these last coming with with these last with 3 weeks. So folks, don't get it twisted. Don't let the record fool you. This is an amazing team. They are good. They have the ability to beat anybody. So all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Saints because I love Alvin Kamara. That's my guy. I think that they have enough to, you know, for Drew Brees to, you know, dump it down a couple times, get the ball moving. But yeah, man, I, I the Lions can't defend anything. Uh, they got lucky last week. Yes, I said it lucky. Gosh, they're supposed to have the 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 defensive wizard himself out here allowing 423 yards per game. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Here's here, here's my thing though. Uh oh. The the Saints are designed around Drew Brees getting the ball out quickly on these short routes. Well, the Lions defense isn't designed to rush the passer anyways. So really, by them not taking advantage and throwing some deep passes against us, they're playing right into that de- our defensive strengths, which isn't really a strength, but just not a weakness. No, I mean, I think that I think you're, you're, they're not they're not taking advantage of their athleticism against our lack of athleticism um, to really push the ball. Listen, I, I think that I think that's a lot easier on the Lions. No, I think that I think that you're you're underestimating Kamara's route ability, getting Kamara in the, the into the open field. I think that you know there's a lot of guys on the injured report, but they're listed as as questionable. I think they're going to play. Uh, I'm not going to rule Michael Thomas out yet, uh, but I think the, a lot of the guys on the defense are going to play. I think Jared Cook is possibly going to play. Uh, so. I think that they're going to be almost at full strength, but the Lions aren't going to beat these guys, man. You know that. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, they're going to throw it short. They're, they're going to figure it out. They can't lose the Lions. If they lose to the Lions, bro, their season's done. I'll say that to you. If they lose to the Lions, their season's done. There's no way. There's no way that they're coming back from that. If they And it probably just goes to show how trash Tampa Bay is because that's their only win of the year. They lost to Las Vegas. That's so weird to say. And they lost to Green Bay, which again, those teams, I think all three of those teams are, are, are decent, except for Tampa Bay, I must say. But as far as 
the 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 Saints go, I think they'll. I think they'll. I, I actually think they'll probably blow out the Lions. To be honest, so there there's my pick, and you can you can chalk that up. Blow All out. Right. All right. Blow out. I know it's your team, but I can't give it to them. We 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 shall see. I'm, you know, I'm obviously biased here, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, we can talk about a real football team if you want. Just, oh, you got one? Oh, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, who are they playing? Who's the real football team they're playing? I'm talking about the Dolphins. I'm, I'm actually, they are actually playing a really, really good football team. <laughs> uh, the, the Dolphins are playing the Seattle Seahawks, folks. Uh, hey, man, Russell Wilson looks really, really good. <laughs> and, I, I, I keep saying it. He's the MVP. He's yeah. going to be the MVP. He keeps us up. He's been playing incredible. Yeah, I saw him say that he's like, I'm not trying to be considered for the MVP. I want to win MVP. Like, yeah, man, go ahead and tell him. Tell him what you want to do. Tell him what you need right now. Get that boy his MVP. He's playing really good. Uh, and our defense for the, the Dolphins have not has not been uh, to par. So I, I think that he has ability to have another great game against our our defense. Uh, I know we have Byron Jones who's been iffy with with a um, with a uh, groin. I think you know we're we're missing we're missing a couple guys, man. We're missing a couple guys on the defensive end. Uh, my Kayvon Frazier, he's questionable. Uh, we got a couple guys on the injury report defensively, but uh, no, nah, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna give it to my boys, man. I'm gonna give it to my boys. I think they're gonna come out and um, play really well. I think they're going to make it a more competitive game than people originally thought. I'm going to do a Lucas. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to pick the Dolphins this game. I'm not going to pick the Dolphins. Uh, but we have some guys that have been looking good. I love um, Gasecki. Gasecki's been looking really good, man. He's. I think this is his year where he's going to, you know, start turning the page and start showing his progression. Uh, I think that this is this is the time that he's going to do that. Devontae Parker still needs to get going a little bit as well. Our Man, our starting like our star feature, our feature running back is Gaskin, and I'm like, I did not see that coming. I did not see Gaskin being the feature back. But sneaky news, I I know a lot of people don't know this. Tua is actually listed as questionable because of COVID nineteen related illness. So he's like, as in, he has COVID. Yo. <laughs> As in he has COVID, I uh, I will not confirm nor deny whether he has COVID or not. Like I feel like if he had if he had it, he shouldn't be listed as questionable. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think they're. I think that he he was listed as questionable because of it. And I think they're they're probably going to test him to make sure that that's what it was. Um, but yeah, they said that um, he that un- he's unlikely to practice on Thursday due to non. Oh, excuse me. Non-COVID-19 related illness. Sorry. Oh, okay. So he's just sick. (laughs) He's just sick. My bad, bro. My bad, bro. I heard, heard, bro. I heard. And I had to thought you was breaking some real news out here. Listen, I had to go look and make sure it wasn't COVID. And it was always, it's not COVID. He's has something else. Um, But yeah, 
He's he we we down to one quarterback at this point. I'm sure he's gonna suit up on, on Sunday. But Russell's been having a really good year. They're gonna continue to have a really good year. They, this should be a pretty easy win for them against the Dolphins. See, I can pick against my team, Lucas. Hey, so can I. I just think there's a chance. Shoot. So what do you think? Who who you taking this game? Oh, I'm taking the Seahawks. I think uh well, is Byron Jones back? No, he's not back. Oh yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks to put up 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Byron Jones is he's not going to be back for a long time. Ru- Russell Wilson's on a mission. He's angry. They've they said, "Oh, the last 10 years of us being a power running football team, that was all that was all to set up this. Now we're now we're full air raid." That's so odd to say, man. I I've, I've <laughs> never I never thought that that's what it was going to turn out to be. But, <laughs> hey, man, we, we're going to see. I hope um, I, I hope that we, we see a little bit something different because uh, I, I feel like the Seahawks has just been they're just daring people to throw the ball at this point uh, defensively because no, oh. one, no one's been running it against them successfully. And, well, the other thing is that their offense gets out to a big lead and they're able to score so much that it forces the other team to abandon the run. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, man. It's going to be an interesting game. Not really. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're still rebuilding. It's okay. And we will not be seeing Tua, folks. Lucas. Ooh. We will not be seeing Tua. And that's how it should be. Hey, shout out, for the, shout out to the New York Jets for being the worst team in the division, making us look pretty decent. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, gosh, man. Adam Gase. All right, man. Your, your, your second team. Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got? Who you got? Man. Don't do I it. Don't even, I don't even know in this game. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, Cincinnati, I don't know. Cincinnati's bad. That offensive line is terrible and is going to get Joe Burrow killed. <laughs> Joe Burrow himself, it looked pretty good. Jacksonville, I don't know. They alternate between being potentially good and being terrible. Um, so it dep- really depends which Jacksonville team shows up. If it's the one uh, who played played tough against Tennessee, put up 30 on them, I think they win this game. If it's the one who played the Dolphins, uh, do we see another tie? Is Could Cincinnati, <laughs> could Cincinnati play back-to-back ties? I don't know, man. Yeah. See, the problem is Cincinnati defensively just isn't there. Um, and Jacksonville doesn't have, like, a real explosive offense. But I think that Robinson gives them a good shot uh, at really, really – James Robinson, by the way, gives them a good shot of, of keeping control of the clock, keeping being able to ground and pound and try to get uh, uh, some good field position as well. I think Jacksonville is probably going to pull this out, but not not to say that the Cincinnati made like Cincinnati could definitely get a win on this one. They definitely could, could could end up getting their first win, but I think Jacksonville has enough to put them over the edge against the Bengals. And like you said, and again, like it's, uh, they don't have enough people. Like I, I, the reason I'll, I'll really say that I'll give Cincinnati a good shot is because Jacksonville doesn't really have a pass rush. So I don't know what that means against that line. If they if they destroy Joe Burrow this game, 
they need to like bench him and pull the Dolphins. And I think we could see Josh Allen having a pretty good game against this uh, this offensive line. But that's it. That's it. Du- du- I mean, double, triple team if you got to. I mean, we'll see. But uh, I also want to point out that Jacksonville finally has a DJ Chark coming back from injury, who's really their only uh, deep threat on that team. Um, LaVisca Chenault hasn't really uh, uh, rounded out that area of his game in the NFL right now. Um, they're still kind of utilizing him more in the, the short to intermediate game, getting him touches out of the backfield, things of that. So getting Chark back uh, where Minshew has the opportunity to take some uh, deep shots could prove beneficial in this game. Good luck to the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> They're going to need it. I think we might see Joe Burrow throw 60 times again. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. But I, I honestly don't. I, I know they have Josh Allen, but I think that they, if they could neutralize Josh Allen, I think they'll have a pretty good shot of uh, not having Joe Burrow die. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to do, guys. Just don't get him killed. For the love of God, don't get him killed. All right, man. Let's let's go. Let's let's speed this up a little bit. Let's speed this up a little bit, man. All right. All right. So Minnesota versus Houston. Uh, I'm well. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm battle gonna take, of the winless. Jeez, man. Like they just they, no. The, a lot of teams this year just are struggling, man. Um, I I think that for this one, I'll take I'll take Minnesota to get their first one. Uh, not to say like I don't like Houston. I think Houston's great, but I think that you know. Thielen gets gets right. I think uh, Kirk gets gets moving a little bit as well. We have some, uh, my man's. Uh, gosh, I'm forgetting everybody's name today. I think that we get a, a good showing from uh, Delvin Cook, and um, I think that that's all they really need to keep it pushing. I also we can't forget we can't forget that the Minnesota Vikings have my boy Justin Jefferson. Who had a great touchdown last week and a great touchdown celebration. Shout out to Justin Jefferson. Um, I think that they this is I think was that his first touchdown that yeah, it was his first yeah, yeah. it was his first touchdown. So I think that, you know, I think they they'll get it figured out uh and ultimately put a win in the column. And sorry, Houston. Sorry, Deshaun. Ooh, I'm going Houston. As somebody Ooh. who watches a lot of the NFC North, uh man. I've seen those Vikings. I've seen Kirk Cousins just disappear way too many times. I'm not. I'm not confident on him coming and having a bounce back game or continuing his success from the last game. Really, um, I, I like Justin Jefferson. I like Adam Thielen. Don't trust Kirk Cousins at all. I'm looking for Deshaun Watson to really get it going this week against the Vikings. Gosh, pick up their first W. With that defense, it don't matter. I, I I won't lie. Minnesota's defense have been has been extremely suspect. Extremely, it's been terrible, which is not what they're known for. So, we shall see. We shall see. All right, next on the block. Next on the block, Cleveland versus Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh gosh, I I think this is the the game where we figure out what's going on with Baker Mayfield. I think this is the game that tells us exactly where he's at in his development. 
And I think that it, this ultimately shows what the missing blink in peace is for Cleveland. Because not to say that the Dallas Cowboys have a great defense right now, because they don't. They don't have the greatest defense at all. They have a pretty bad defense. But Baker's historically struggled in games like this against opponents like this. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how he performs. Um, ultimately, I I am going to take... Oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I think uh, Zeke gets back on track. I think they get him the ball rolling. I think they get a, a nice little early lead against Cleveland. I think Dak goes out there and keeps showing Jerry Jones that he needs his money. And I think CD, I think CD Lamb has a big game. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Wallen. Jeez. I'm going to take the Browns, and that's not something I take lightly. I think Cleveland comes out. And they run the ball a lot with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb against a porous Cowboys defense. They control the clock. They don't let Dak Prescott uh, throw the ball all around the field against them like he's been doing. Um, if you keep that offense off, off the uh, field, then I think Cleveland's got a real shot to kind of uh, shorten the game, not allow Baker Mayfield to make too many mistakes out there and just kind of let his running backs win the game for him. Also, I'm not sure uh, how that Cowboys offensive line is going to match up well with Miles Garrett and the Browns defensive line. Uh, Cowboys have been dealing with a lot of injuries on that offensive line and kind of struggling, especially in the run game with Zeke Elliott as of late. I don't like your take. <laughs> Good points. Good points. I, I just I, sometimes, man, it's hard. It's hard to really have faith in Cleveland. So that's what I'm going. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move. Let let late. I'll let you have this one because uh, you know I'm 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 here. Uh, Washington, uh, the Washington football team versus the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got? Oh, it's the local showdown. It is. Well, obviously, we all know this is a, a close matchup and it's going to be a hard fought game no it's going to be the ravens um i don't think it's going to be close i know chase young's already out that washington defense banged up the vaunted defensive line already facing injuries i think they won't be able to contain lamar Lamar's going to have a bounce back game and just ball out on them i agree for all the reasons but man would you ever guess that <laughs> Dwayne haskins has more passing yards than lamar jackson Man, who would have thought? Also, does, no, I'm not that surprised by that. Yeah, but I don't think, I honestly don't think that Lamar's thrown a pick this year yet, which is impressive. Get off my guy's back, man. Don't, <laughs> well, don't just, force it in there. <laughs> they've, they've, they're, they're, he's able to put them usually in a position where they're not having to play from behind. They're not having to rely on the passing game. Um to try to come back from a deficit, usually they get the lead and then they're able to utilize their their strength in the run game to kind of uh, milk the clock. Yep. Whereas Washington, obviously, playing from behind a lot, forced to throw the ball a lot. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hey, Lamar's also their, uh, their leading rusher, so says a lot as well. Hey, man. All right, Indianapolis Colts, Chicago Bears. Ooh, ooh, it's a good one. I think I'm going to take... I think I'm gonna take the Chicago Bears. I think uh, I think I like my man's man. I I, I I like my man Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is gonna keep it going. 
and you know, make make uh, run Mitch Trubisky out of oh, excuse me, Mitch Trubisky's out of town. I think that he's going to keep it going and uh, get us to get them the Chicago Bears an easy dub again against the Indianapolis Colts. But man, I like Jonathan Taylor. I like that guy. I like him a lot. Uh, but yeah, Philip Rivers, man. Uh, good luck. Uh, but I think that Chicago continues and goes four and zero here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take the Bears here, which is painful to say for me. Um, I think it's going to be a real close game, but and I can't believe I'm saying this, but when it's close, I got to go with the team with the better quarterback, and I think that's going to be Nick Foles here. Yep. Hey, Amen. Good luck uh, against Cleveland Colts. All right. <laughs> Next up, man, we got ourselves a ball game in Arizona. Well, not technically in Arizona, but with the Arizona Cardinals and the Panthers. I was say, this is definitely in North Carolina. Yeah, it's definitely North Carolina. Um, yeah, I, I I think that, you know, Kyle, Kyler Murray, he's going to go ahead and have a bounce-back game. Uh, I think they're upset with the loss that they took to the Lions last week. I think this is personal. I think they come out. Have a good game. DeAndre Hopkins is going to ball out again. Uh, but not to say that uh, Teddy Bridgewater and um, that team is going to go down without a fight. I think Robbie Anderson, that team, they'll do what they can to keep it in the game. But defensively, I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Kyler Murray and his cast of support. So here's a really interesting aspect for this game to think about. This is a matchup between two head coaches who coached against each other in the Big 12 for a few years in Matt Rule, who was formerly at Baylor, and Cliff Kingsbury, who was at Texas Tech. Um, Also, Matt Rule, while at Baylor, faced off against Kyler Murray uh, while he was at Oklahoma. And so I do wonder if some of that experience is going to come into play, helping the Panthers uh, get ready on defense and try to contain Kyler. Uh, Ultimately, I think Murray has a bounce back game after a pretty disappointing game last week against the Detroit Lions where he threw three interceptions. Um, and I think really Cardinals are just the better team here. Panthers without McCaffrey. Um, I think they're going to kind of, they're going to struggle to find an identity on offense there. They were kind of uh, obviously built around uh, uh, playing off McCaffrey's uh, ability as a pass catcher and as a runner. And now Teddy Bridgewater really trying to decide, is he a game manager? Is he somebody who can really push the ball down the field? But ultimately have to go with the Cardinals here. Good pick. All right, man, your boys. Just kidding. These aren't your boys at all. Tampa Bay versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Who you got? Going to go with Tampa Bay. That defense has been looking pretty good. Um, I think Justin Herbert is he's still a rookie. Is what is this his third game? Yep, third game. Yeah, go, going into his third game, he still makes rookie mistakes, and I think that defense will be able to capitalize on those mistakes and make him pay. So I'm going to go Buccaneers here. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, man, soon get paid, bro. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert, yeah, not going to go well. Not against this defense. Tampa Bay has literally top two defense in the league right now. Uh, They're looking really, really good. Top three, top two. I say top two. They have a really, really competent and ferocious, uh, heartless 
to buy a diabolical defense. Yeah, they get great play from uh, all three levels of that defense. Literally. They're just great players all around. Literally. All three levels. Uh, love their linebacker core as well. So, listen. Yeah, Tampa Bay gets this one pretty easily. Uh, I know they're going to be probably without Godwin, um, but damn fantasy. Uh, but, man, look at man Leonard Fournette's on the, the injury report again. Man, how's his season going so far, Lucas? Oh, he had a pretty good game a couple weeks ago. Just not getting consistent play, which is, I believe, what I was concerned about. I said he needed – he got consistent carries. He'd be good. One game he got 12 carries over 100 yards. Hasn't gotten double-digit carries since. So, like we say on this show all the time, folks, we're never wrong. I, st- I like what you did there. I like what you did there. All right, moving on. <laughs> Moving on, New York Giants versus the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not even gonna hold y'all up. I'm gonna take the Rams. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, Rams. Yeah, next, it's, it's gonna be a blowout. Yep, we're we're in agreement here. We agree. Great. All right, oh, man. Okay, so this one's sneaky. This one's a sneaky game in there. Not really. Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got, Lucas? Who you got? I think I think you got to go with the Chiefs here. Um, obviously, they're coming off their best game of the season uh, against Baltimore. They look like they're gonna they're really rolling right now. Um, I'm st- I'm still concerned um, about Cam. You know, he hasn't he's had a couple games where he's really been able to let it fly through the air, but he hasn't shown the consistency um, that we saw. Obviously, in one. He was in his prime winning MVPs. He's all been alternating good games and bad games. And I wonder which game we're going to see against this Chiefs defense. Yeah. I think that, uh, man, I think that with the, seeing what the Chiefs defense did last week against the Ravens, stopping the run because they've notoriously had issues with that in the past, um, they, they were able to do it uh, last week. And I think that if they can continue it this week, uh, they'll probably get this dub uh, de- defensively, and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to do what he's going to do. I think this is a, this defense is going to look a lot more solid, a lot more disciplined than the Ravens looked in the past. Even though the Ravens have a lot more weapons on defense, but uh, also shout out to Humphreys for getting paid today. Um, so I, I think that ultimately the Chiefs pull this one out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is close. But I mean, you can never really truly bet against the Patriots. So that's the that's the tough part about it. You can't really truly bet against them. But I'm gonna have to go ahead and take the the Chiefs as well and uh, move on to our our next matchup. Uh, Buffalo versus Las Vegas, man. Uh, yeah, I'll take this one. Uh, I I think it's pretty much evenly matched here, but I think that I'm going to take the Raiders today. I think I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders against uh, the, the the Bills just because they're in the AFC East, and I, I, I'm i upset that they're winning so much. Uh, not because they're not a superior football team than the Las Vegas Raiders. It's just that I just don't want to see them win. <laughs> so just a bit of wishful thinking, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have a great team. Josh Allen's really looking – he's looking really good. Ten, he has 10 touchdowns, 1,000 yards. Like passing, he looks really, really good. Uh, 
I don't know how or what you're supposed to do against that. Even Stefan Diggs is looking really good as well. The receipt, like the leading receiver for the, the, the Raiders is, is their tight end Darren Waller. So, um, yeah, I don't, if I had to pick with my mind, obviously I would pick the <laughs> bills, but with my hearts, I cannot ever pick the bills to win. All right, I'm going with the Bills then because I use my head in these situations. Um, Which is a mistake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping Josh Allen out here, balling out, uh, throwing deep to Stephon Diggs. That defense, I think Ed Oliver is expected to play. Uh, he's been dealing with an injury. I love what they've been doing on defense. I think uh, Derek Carr struggles again. Josh Jacobs will get his yard. Great running back, but got to go with the Bills here. I think they overwhelm him on offense and defense. Yeah. I'm not going to give these. I, I Good for you. Uh, I'm not going to give these next two games any light of the day too much. I'm just going to say this. Philadelphia versus San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco, obviously, because Philadelphia sucks right now. Trash. And uh, the Falcons and Green Bay Monday night. I think Atlanta's going to come out with a 3-0 lead, and they're going to blow it because they're trash. Congratulations, Green Bay. Go ahead, Lucas. I think we see Carson Wentz getting benched this week for Jalen Hurts. Uh, we'll see how that works. Wait, 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 wait. Hot take. Is it, though? No, it's not. Carson Wentz has been bad. I think. I think they. I think they. I don't know. I don't think it'll be a permanent move, but I think they go to Jalen Hurts this week and let him uh, take over for as long as he's a feasible player out there. Um, but obviously, you're gonna have to go with the 49ers, despite all their injuries. We saw what they just did against the Giants. Doesn't matter. Running back, quarterback, could be you, be you or me out there playing. They're gonna. They're gonna. Blow them out by 30. Good luck. What, what was the second game? How you forget the second game? It's our boys, man. The ones that never disappoint. They've done it year in, year out. They get out to this beautiful, miraculous lead. And then they say, you know what? Hold my beer. I don't feel like winning anymore. Ah, oh, yeah. Monday, Monday night, huh? Yeah, Falcons and Green our Bay. Falcons, Packers. Um, well, I think this game comes out to... It's going to be, let's say... You, you dare not 30, pick against 32, your Green Bay Packers. 32-32 in the fourth quarter after the Falcons gave up what was a 32-14 to 14 lead. <laughs> um, Packers come back to tie it in the fourth quarter, um, at which point Aaron Rodgers throws what everybody anticipates being the game-winning touchdown pass with four minutes to go, only to see the Falcons get the ball back, go three and out, uh, punch it back to Green Bay, and then see Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones finished the game off with a 53-yard touchdown run. Wow, that was extremely specific. <laughs> it's extremely specific. I was, like, and it's gonna happen too. I'm like, I'm over here, like, yeah, Atlanta's gonna go up three-zero in, in the first minutes of the game, and then they're gonna blow their lead. And Lucas came out with a play-by-play. Well. You heard it here first, folks. We're never wrong on this show. I've folks. never been wrong in my life. I'm not going to start now. Never lost. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Let's 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 end this off with our 
our question of the day. Uh, news came out today uh, that, well, these last couple of days, Doc Rivers interviewed for the 76ers job. Then they came out and said that he's the leading candidate for the job. And guess what? Doc he Rivers got, the, got job. the job. He got the job. Wasn't out of work for too long. Wasn't out of work for too long. Sorry, Mike Jackson. Uh, but like I said, listen, this just re this goes ahead and solidifies uh, the rumor that I broke. Not even rumor. The story that I broke uh, on our last podcast, Dwayne Wade is going to be the next coach of the L.A. Clippers. But uh, that's neither here or there. Uh, Doc Rivers is with the 76ers. Lucas, my question for you about Mr. Rivers. Do you think that he will have a successful campaign with the 76ers? Uh, these, and I by successful, I mean, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, finals type run with the pieces that the 76ers have right now. I think if there's any coach that can do it with the team they've got assembled right now, it's Doc Rivers. Um, who can make that work with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They're, the pieces they've got really right now, I think there's going to have to be some tweaking of that roster. I'm not saying that they trade Simmons or Embiid or anything like that, but I think there's going to have to be some uh, some movements with the rest of that roster to truly uh, emphasize those talents. But like I said, if anybody can do it, it's going to be Doc Rivers. Got a lot of experience dealing with... Uh, a lot of egos during his time with the Celtics and out in L.A. Um, do I think he can get to the, like the Eastern Conference Finals? You know, if he's if he's there for five years, I'll say he gets there at least once. So if we're gonna, that's how we're going to define a success. I'll say it's a success. Okay. Listen, I think that Doc Rivers uh, got a good job here, and I think that they're planning on probably blowing this team up. And we just don't know it yet. Uh, see, I dis I disagree. I don't think they bring in Doc Rivers if they're blowing it up. No, I think I think they're blowing it up. I think they're gonna. I don't think Doc don't, Rivers agrees well, to go there. The, they blow it up. I'm not gonna say that they're gonna like blow it up in a sense of. It depends how people interpret blow up. I think that they're gonna move. They're gonna move some pieces to probably try to get a better team, uh, whether it be Ben or or Embiid. They're gonna move one of them. I, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like they don't, you, your argument is that they brought Doc Rivers there because his ability to deal with stars and deal with some hard personalities. I think that they're they're planning on on blowing this thing up. And you, as you, some people may not remember, Doc Rivers was the G the GM for the Clippers a couple years ago. So I think that he's probably thinking about having all this stuff look a little bit different moving forward. That's just my my take on it, but I think that uh, as far as success, yeah, they ain't gonna make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, man. They ain't, they ain't, they're not gonna move. They're not gonna get past like the second round. I don't think they they do it. But good luck, Doc, man. And look, I I love to see a man get get paid, get his job. You feel me? Um, it's just it, it's interesting to see how the exit happened from L.A. Uh, because it, from what I've heard. What's with Benamit? What's his, what's the the owner's name for the Clippers? Uh, Balmers, Steve Balmers. Balmers. Yeah, Balmers. Uh, he, gosh, you know everybody's name, uh, and I don't, which is perfect. That's why we're on the show together. Uh, they, the owner, the owner had a conversation with Kawhi and 
with Paul George. And that's why he was like, okay, let's let him go. So I, I think that if his. You telling me Paul George would do Doc Rivers dirty like that? Man, I wonder, I wonder why that would happen. It's almost like Paul George has a vendetta against the Rivers family. Yeah, it, it may sound like it. Uh, but listen, I think that a guy that is supposed to be coming into Philadelphia, because what you're saying that he has a great relationship with star players, didn't look like it panned out in L.A. after a, a season and a half season at that. So, listen, we shall see. But um, I wish Doc Rivers nothing but the best. But not the 76ers because my Miami Heat are in the East. So, lose a lot, please. <laughs> All right. That was another, or this was another episode of Off the Ball with Wallen and Lucas, Lucas and Wallen. Thank you for making it this long, folks. This was a chill show. We try to be chill today because I went a little too hard last, last week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, let me know. I'll come harder because I like doing that. That's an interesting way of phrasing that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, man, seriously, thank you all for making it this far. We appreciate y'all. Um, again, follow us on on social. Uh, Wall and Augustine at Wall and Augustine at Cool Hand Luke underscore underscore. We always love to see y'all come on here, get y'all feedback. You feel me? Let us know what y'all think. Um, and uh, signing out. Yeah, and you've made it this far. Why don't you go and rate and review us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Love, peace, and tranquility. Shout out Riverside, California. Y'all know what's up.